The following is a presentation of KSL Sports. First and 12. A total roundup of this weekend's BYU football and the new look Big 12 Conference. First and 12 is sponsored by Macy's Grocery Store. Your hosts are Mitch Harper and Alex Keery on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone. Hour number two is off and running on this Sunday morning. Hope all of you enjoyed your week six action of Big 12 football. Mitch Harper, Alex Keery, every single week, first and 12, from 10 to noon here on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone and available on all podcasts. Alex, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the controversial Big 12 Power Rankings. The Big 12 Power Rankings Big Board. A weekly rank of all 12 programs from the elite to the bottom dwellers. All right, so here's what it looks like. Tons of movement on this thing. And there's still going to be people that are going to be grumpy about where we have teams. Maybe you want to see BYU go a little higher up. But let's start off with the inevitable there. The two best teams in the Big 12. Swapping spots for the first time this year. And I don't know if we had – did we have Texas at the very top the entire time until this yes. week, Mitch? So we they've been number one all, all, all year. I think Kansas State had maybe been a number two maybe at the very beginning. We weren't were. really buying into the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma storyline. But Dylan Gabriel and the Oklahoma Sooners – Get it done down in Texas yesterday in the Red River rivalry, and you've got yourself a swapping in the number one and number two spot. Texas at number at number two, Oklahoma at number one now, and the Sooners well deserved, of course, to be at the top of the list right now. No question. I mean, they they are the best team in the league, and they're now in a position, Alex, to where they could be in the College Football Playoff. It'll be interesting to see how a playoff committee, if it gets to that point where. You know, Oklahoma maybe drops a game in the regular season, and and they look at that. How, they look at that week schedule at the beginning of the year. Is that what how you're they say? view how they view a one-loss Oklahoma team potentially if it gets to that yeah. point? I would imagine they'd be in the playoff, but still, it's it's an interesting thought with them. Well, and and you know, you look at it too, and you have to go. All right, so what are these teams really? What is Texas really? What is Quinn Ewers really? Um, it's still kind of early, but at the same time, like, how many games do we need? Mid-season point right now. I know we got five, everybody's got five games, six games under their belt, and they've got to figure it out. Now the question is going to be, and 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 of course the AP poll comes right after our show ends uh, uh, on a Sunday. So where do they end up when the when the uh, rankings come out here in the next forty-five minutes? Here, Mitch, it, it, where do you put Oklahoma now? Who what I think was. 12 this past week Mm -hmm. and then texas was three uh people had people weren't buying into texas being number one but my heavens uh they still got double digit votes in the number one spot because georgia looked kind of weak last week it it was the most diverse like spread of of first place votes that we'd seen in a long time so where do you end up putting oklahoma where do you think they're going to end up after today's AP poll comes out, i'd probably have oklahoma at five and then put texas at six or seven I, i think you'd you keep, you know, Texas pretty high in that top ten. That was a great football game. That was I, awesome. you, I think you put Oklahoma in that top five spot. Uh, okay. So as we get things going here, let's go down to number three. Now that you know number one and number two. Number three, a shock considering where we had them at the beginning of the year and certainly shouldn't be a shock considering although it is a shock because the number the guy who's supposed to be taking them to this place is not even playing that much. Kansas at number three after a blowout win over UCF. 
Yeah, first, back-to-back 5-1 and one starts for the Jayhawks. First time that's happened since 2008. It's good times with Lance Leipold. You just wonder, though, if, if he's going to you know, flirt around with that Michigan State job. He's kind of been linked to that. If they can keep him in Lawrence, he just continues to do a fantastic job. Number four, this is where we had some controversy, some Alex. Some bickering. We had, a, we had a moment where we considered <laughs> BYU, but ultimately we go – with the West Virginia Mountaineers yeah. at number four, who has exceeded everyone's expectations for them. Neil Brown, probably off the hot seat. I mean, he's got to get to bowl eligibility at least still, and you got to go get that sixth win. But uh, the Mountaineers in a great spot. They're at number four in this week's Power yeah. Rankings. You feel and good about that? Listen, I fought I fought BYU fans. I mean, Mitch was just digging in. I couldn't <laughs> get a word in edgewise on this thing. No, we. I think we both kind of decided, if you're going to have a, 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 a couple of one-loss teams right there, between BYU and West Virginia, West Virginia has done more than enough to uh, first shush the na- the naysayers, right? But also their only loss this year has come to Penn State. Mm-hmm. So you look at it and you go, man, they, they've been taking care of business the games they're supposed to. They didn't get absolutely blown out by Penn State either. So I think West Virginia has done enough right now to stay in that spot. But talk about a absolute shock right now between three and five. Kansas, West Virginia, BYU – that's the BYU spot, though, at five. You feel comfortable putting them ahead of everybody else? I certainly do. Yeah, I, I feel good because their only loss is to Kansas. And, you know, Kansas, their lone loss was to Texas. I mean, I just think that the way that Kansas dominated UCF, I thought, you know, I hate when fans kind of go, well, now I feel better about BYU's loss because <laughs> Kansas destroyed UCF. So that makes me feel better about 11-point loss. Like a loss kid, is a loss. It's like my kid last night talking about Arkansas, <laughs> and he goes, well, Arkansas is garbage. That wasn't a good win. And I go, hey, settle down. This is this is not how it works. You know, it's not this transitive property wins and losses situation, although fans certainly play that game uh, quite often, especially on a Sunday. They definitely do. Number six, hey, we had left this team in the – near the bottom for a minute, but they're on the come up uh, once again. Joey McGuire and the Texas Tech Raiders checking in at number six after a two-game win streak. And you know what's interesting, too, is they're on the scary list now uh, on teams. It was already going to be a tough prospect when the Red Raiders come into Provo this year, but now it's looking more and more difficult because they've kind of come around, just like you said, uh, McGuire's got his guys dialed up. This is a pretty good. This is a pretty dang good team. This was this was a team that people had. We thought they were going to be in that two or three spot, maybe at the front end of this season. Here, they've had to climb into that six spot form, but they're in a much better spot than they were last week. And, and think the, about think yeah. about their losses too, Alex. Wyoming, yes. Oregon, mm-hmm. good football teams. Wyoming beat Fresno yesterday. I mean, yes. I, I know again the transitive thing. It's a little bit annoying, but. They've lost to good football teams, Texas Tech, yeah. so maybe they're just kind of hitting their their stride finally, and they're being the team that we thought they would be in this the This league loves to have teams try to figure things out midway through the season <laughs> and then suddenly be world beaters so at the end of this whole thing. Now, a team that has fallen uh, greatly and finds themselves now still in the middle of the pack is Kansas State. Man, this is just a team that has got all sorts of problems right now, and it doesn't look like it's going to necessarily just sort of fix itself for Kansas State. They've got a lot of uh, soul-searching to do. They do, and, and I just think that they're not as uh, assignment sound, and they're not also the, the, the discipline issue, too. I mean, it seems like Kansas State is making uh, head-scratching mistakes, and they had three turnovers against Oklahoma State. It's just that's not going to work. I mean, that was where what led Kansas State to being the Big 12 champ last year was taking care of the football. Will Howard was sound. 
he was a mess last week. I know he's been banged up the past few weeks, and that's been difficult on him. But uh, if you're going to go 15 to 34 for 152 for, for completing 44 percent and three no. ints, no. I don't. I know that you won the Big 12 title last year, but uh, when you got a four star waiting in the wings, you know that that seat's got to get a little bit warm for him. I think Iowa State. Uh, a little bit of a shock at eight, I would think. I mean, but that's where we both agreed to put them, and I think that that's where they deserve to be. At three and three right now, people had them in the in the absolute dumpsters, considering that they had to pick up so many pieces in this program with off-the-field stuff, but Iowa State proving that they are an absolute beast of a defense, and their offense is starting to show up. That is true. Rocco backed uh, this uh, young kid at quarterback, 16 to 28, 138. I, I like what Iowa State's doing. You know, I feel like uh, some of the – it kind of reminds me a little bit of those uh, early Brees Hall, Brock Purdy teams, very young. I mean, this Iowa State team is young, and if they can find success, you know, you look at them long-term down the road in, in the future 16-team iteration of the league, this could be a, a nice grouping to build off of. It's a good bounce back, too. After a couple weeks ago, losing the, to a MAC team in Ohio, that seemed like it was a rock-bottom moment. But uh, once again, uh, bouncing back nicely, Iowa State. Checking in at number nine, Oklahoma State. You talk about bounce backs, Alex. This mm-hmm. team, uh, we were pretty low on last week. We had they were dead, dead last, last in the power ranking. Yeah, and you know what? They deserved every bit of that. And then this week, the bounce back has been, you know, this is a, this is this is a team that's climbed the highest in the power rankings this week. I think because you just never want to write off Mike Gundy. Although last week we were saying write this guy off. He's just he's absolutely had his time there in Stillwater. But yeah, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. It was a weird game on Friday, wasn't it? Like it just felt weird. It felt like neither team was really comfortable playing on a Friday night. And certainly Kansas State looked out of sorts, but. Uh, you know, I'm watching this thing, and Oklahoma State got that last interception to kind of seal the deal, and the double birds go up from people in the stands at ESPN has to cut away <laughs> from all these cowpoke fans with their obscenities, and I'm going, you know what? They're kind of getting on a roll here. Uh, hitting the double digits for the first time this year, and I don't know when it's going to get better, but TCU right now, certainly BYU fans are hoping that they're going to stay in this slump right now as, as the Cougs are set to go down to Fort Worth. TCU needs to avoid Ames, Iowa at all costs. They've lost four straight uh, at Iowa State. Uh, their seasons seem to go go and, and die at at Iowa State, and and it felt like it wasn't know, even it was close just, either. It was it was it was at least two touchdowns, and it felt like it should have been. They had the, they had the three score lead and gave up a late one, and it was yes. it was even it was it was even worse than it looked on paper. Well, and to have Chandler Morris out, that that's a bit worrisome. We'll see what happens with that lefty because it looked pretty bad. I mean, he got rolled up underneath yeah. him, and without Chandler Morris, there's no Max Duggan waiting in the wings here for TCU. Number 11, Cincinnati, they had a bye week, so kind of staying put, the mm-hmm. Bearcats. Got a good D-line, but uh, still kind of have some questions about that offense going forward. I don't think we have a question about how bad Baylor looks right now. Mm. Baylor getting absolutely housed this week. And, and, you know, again, speaking of not being very close – it's one of these games for Baylor where you go, all right, everybody else seems to be having the bounce back. Uh, not so fast for Baylor, who gets absolutely blasted by Texas Tech 39-14. to 14. I mean, that was an awful game. It could have been a season turnaround for Texas Tech, and it might show us that Baylor is actually as bad as we may have thought beginning of the year. Might have to turn up the heat on Dave Aranda's seat, too. Uh, it just feels like things are trending. You have too much backward. power, Mitch. You have too much power. Don't say stuff like that. <laughs> you you know I love a good hot seat, a good coaching carousel. But you know it, it just it feels like things are slipping fast. It's in free fall, 
and there's no answers. No Blake Shapin, Sawyer Robertson, right. a quarterback. There's no clear answer there. And and the running backs, where are they? Where is the, the ground game? When they got Dominic Richardson in the portal, I thought, okay, this is going to be the next stud running back for Baylor. They're going to be the RVO offense for Jeff Grimes. Hasn't been a thing at all. They had less than 50 yards rushing uh, against Texas Tech. Jeez. Texas Tech suffocated them. Baylor, they're just fortunate they got these two teams that are newcomers below them because uh, they would probably be at the bottom right now. Number 13, UCF, who they lost to Baylor in an epic collapse last week, and that carried over and turned into a second loss as they got thumped by Kansas. Even with the bye, we still felt Houston did absolutely horribly this week. <laughs> And is that and is it number fourteen uh, on the list? And so the newcomers to the Big Twelve right now, BYU carrying the banner for the new teams uh, at least so far, all the way through. All right, we'll take the break here. We'll come back. We have our uh, we've got our Big Twelve Sound Roundup coming up around the corner. You're gonna be able to hear from the uh, the coaches and some of the players, especially when it comes to uh, that Red River rivalry. So stay right here with us. It is first and twelve on KSL News Radio and on the KSL Sports Zone. Stay with us.